Welcome to Credit Union Conversations Podcast with your host, Mark Ritter, a forward-thinking CEO who excels in helping credit unions, small businesses, and real estate investors succeed. Join Mark as he explores current trends, interviews industry experts, and get fresh insights on optimizing your operations and delivering the best possible services to credit union members. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Ritter, your CEO of Member Business Financial Solutions, a business lending QSO, helping out credit unions nationwide, and also your host of Credit Union Conversations. Thank you so much for listening to us. It's great to hear everybody, to see how your business is doing. And we're out talking to more people now as much as we can. And one of the people that I like to hear from that I talk to all the time, and many of you do, as well is Jeff Lyons, the COO of MBFS. Jeff, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you, Mark. Good to, good to be here. So I wanted to have Jeff on today to talk a little bit about the past year and what he's seeing out there in the marketplace and what's working and what's not. And we're going to play a little bit of hindsight too, because last year, actually it was December 2022, I wrote an article in the Credit Union Times philosophizing about the state of the world and what was going on. And, and we're just going to talk through that. But Jeff, before we, we we do that and jump right in, tell people, for those of you who don't work with you, a little bit about your role here at MBFS and what you do. Sure. I'm the COO of the company. I do SBA department sales and credit teams. We ensure that the operations are supporting the vision and strategy of the company. I also try to ensure that I follow and support the role of the CEO in the company. And that's you. All right. And I appreciate that. So let's jump right in. When I wrote this article for the Credit Union Times, and I I wrote it and I said it was called Times Are Shifting. And in 2023, I think we would both agree that the times shifted. Would you, would you agree with that? Absolutely. So one, one of the pieces that I, that I wrote about was that what we saw in the back half of 2022 was we saw the first cracks and a little bit of a slowdown after setting monster records of volume. And we said, geez, we're starting to see this trend of a little bit of a slowdown in the marketplace. And we, we think it could carry over. What would you equate that? into 2023 and what we actually saw for for loan volume. We saw exactly what you predicted. We saw that that becoming a new normal. We saw that because of liquidity with the credit unions, things got a little slower and we needed to hit singles and doubles, not home runs on the loan amounts, right? So we, we moved it to smaller loans to be able to continue to make commercial loans. Yeah, it was interesting because there, w- there was always money to be had. So it was very easy to, to boost your numbers and build your portfolio going out and just finding the biggest loans that you can. But but even, even the volume, as the volumes went down, so did the units. And, and you mentioned one piece about part about liquidity. And I got to tell you, this is the one piece that I got completely wrong. And what was it? Maybe mid-2022, you know, we first had a couple credit unions contact us 
that said, hey, you know, I'm really starting to to kind of want to worry about liquidity a little bit. So we might pull up a little bit, but that, we thought, eh, that's the outsiders. And, and I remember talking to one of our board members here saying, geez, you know, th- this could be a couple months. It might be six months. No, 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 no. We, we were completely wrong. All of 2023, we saw credit unions impacted and managing to the liquidity that they have. And deposits still continue to be a struggle. And we're sitting here in January 2024 as we record this. And a year from now, we can tell us that we're wrong, but I don't see it getting better this year. I see it stabilizing and starting to get better, but I don't see liquidity getting better with our credit union friends this year because they just keep bringing in money that costs the the cheap money flows out and the expensive dollars go in. And as soon as they come in, they're lent out. So what, what are you hearing and seeing? So let's call it like a perfect storm. They had investments and prior to 2020, middle of 2022, before rates went up, they could switch and sell and and buy different investments that they're po- for their portfolio to continue to make money. They then, when the rates started to rise, they got caught, not caught, but their investments were at a certain interest rate that, and they couldn't sell them as easily without taking that loss. So when we talk about liquidity, it's just that their money's tied up. They still have money and it, they have access to it. It's just that it's tied up and they need to allow those investments to amortize now so that money's coming back a little slower. And that's exactly what's continuing to carry on. And and couple that with an economy that's kind of rough for people and you see deposits walking out the door because people are using their savings more and more for living expenses. So they're not solving that problem for the commercial loan side where, hey, we've got, a, we can do a bunch of commercial loans this year. If that's not the case anymore, they have to kind of manage it a lot tighter. And I think prior to that, they were managing it, but it was never that issue because of the, the lower interest rates and be able to swap and sell other investments. So, and it continues, like you said. Yeah. We also looked, I also looked in that article about the portfolio in last, in 2022, credit union business loan portfolios grew 20%. And it was that way over the, f- the the previous five years. It's a good time to be us. This year, portfolios haven't gone down, but they're definitely in the flattening environment. And I think this year and, and even into next year, you could see very much a lot of stagnation or decline in people's portfolio because you're seeing that natural amortization. You're seeing loans kind of being nudged out of the portfolio because they, they're, they're looking to free up money and it's becoming more competitive. So so yeah, I just see it there. But all along, the one piece that the other piece that we talked about was credit quality. And when I talk to a group of credit unions, the the one thing that that I say is delinquency has been near zero. It's about as low as you get. So you're you're going to see that come up to a normal stress level. You're going to come see that delinquency come up, and 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 it has, and it and it will. What what do you think about the delinquency? Obviously, we we were dead on saying delinquency is going to rise, but but what's your outlook on on the delinquency side? Well, you and I have been around the block a few times in this lending world, and it's kind of like a roller coaster, right? It's up and down. It's been it's worse in the past. 
definitely. And but we're not seeing that that increase. I think, or I hope, we've all learned a little bit from previous cycles, and we didn't jump the gun and change our loan to values, change our our debt service requirements. So we're still healthy, like you had said. Though the risk rating, the the credit quality actually improved, and it did as we look at our our numbers, a small microcosm. Our which. I was surprised by, to be honest with you, our risk rating average is down a little bit, and that's that's great to see. As far as delinquencies, people are still managing. We do a lot of, of commercial real estate loans, so there, there's cash flow going on, and when we've managed those numbers, and I think a lot of our credit unions are conservative in their underwriting approach. We kind of help them with that, and that's helped quite a bit, so we haven't really seen that pop yet. Like you said, we should expect it, and it, and it is going to come, and, and we're, in, we're being proactive as much as possible, and, and we we encourage our credit unions to be proactive too, to be ready for it. Yeah, I, I the, the one thing that I really wince at is if somebody says to me, we've never had a loan go bad. We've never had a charge off. It's always been fine. Nobody, which also tells me nobody's, I, I, and financially, the credit unions will be fine, but nobody has physically and mentally been prepared to sit in that board meeting and say, we have a large loan that's having issues and it could be a potential loss for us. And and that's sometimes a conversation that that is difficult to have, but you have to have it and prepare before the loan goes bad. So yeah, I, I really think it, it's, it's going to be last year, I, I think it was a year of transition for people when they couldn't just make any loan they wanted whenever they wanted, how they wanted. They have to plan it a little bit more. And, and, and also you you just don't have an unlimited budget out there to say my, that I can do as many loans as I can plow on our systems. What what do you see out there looking back at the the 2023 year for us and for our industry? What are, what are your kind of thoughts? So, yes, delinquency in you need to be ready for that and you need to discuss that. Communication is always key with everything and especially with your board when you start to see some delinquencies start to rise. Now, having delinquency, again, it's not a horrible thing because most of the loans that we do and our credit unions do are, are commercially, are backed commercially with good collateral. And if we've got healthy loan to values, you're secure. Now it becomes a matter of how do you work out this loan? And it's how do you help your member reasonably where you're still ensuring that the credit union overall is protected. And I think delinquency and then the different, the the further level is charge-offs. And I don't think we're going to see a lot of the charge-offs because we're secured with with good collateral. But the delinquency is going to go up. It's it's, how do you manage it? And and it's communication. Talk, get in front of it, talk to your borrowers. What can we do to help you? And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with people modifying loans during this time. That's what you do. So let's let's pivot a little bit and talk a little bit about what, what you're seeing and what we're seeing here out in the marketplace, along with some of the credit unions that that are still successful on on how they're handling things. One of the pieces we'll talk a little bit about, you're a fan of SBA loans. I'm a fan of SBA loans. Overall, our industry has really struggled with SBA loans outside of a few outsiders. So tell me a little bit about what you're seeing up for the SBA marketplace and what's going on there and how it might fit with what people are doing. I'm a big fan of the SBA, as you well know, and that's a, a big push for me to help credit unions understand it a little better. Last year, credit unions only did 3% of SBA loans. 
only 171 credit unions, and there's thousands of them. Did the 171 actually did at least one SBA loan last year? The SBA program is there, and it's a its purpose is wonderful. It's to directly impact your community, which is right in in line with what the mission of credit unions are. You're taking a little more risk. The credit union, what's the word I'm looking for? Their adversity to it or is they don't understand the product. They, they're, your collateral's different, right? It's a little riskier, but that's why the SBA program's in place. You're getting a 75 or 85% guarantee on that loan backed by the government. That should help you, minimizes your risk quite a bit. Again, it, the SBA program is not something that's this is probably not going to be a good loan. We should make it as an SBA loan. It's This is a good loan, but there's a little more risk than we're used to as far as startups, new businesses, lack of collateral. But that, that's what that guarantee sits there for. And, I, and as we do more and, and more talking and more discussions with our, our partners to get them a little more comfortable with the, with the SBA program and help them, right? There's a little more handholding involved. I've been telling everyone this year that it's not more difficult because it's a government program, and that's what a lot of people think, you make FHA loans, and those are government loans. You just have to have every I dotted and every T crossed, and, and it's a step. And I was at a credit union last week, and they, they have a very successful program that everybody's busy, they're making loans, and they look at me and they say, we don't have time. And it's about it's not about the credit, it's about the workload. It's about having time to deal with this and the amount of paperwork, and I don't have time for this. What do you what do you, what's your response to those people? My response is it can be time consuming if you're kind of flying blind on there. But we we help you. We're here to to work with you step by step to make it easier. It's a process, right? You've got a checklist, you follow your checklist. You need a little more involvement with the borrower on these. They have to get a little more involved because there are a few more documents that you need. But it's not that much. It's it's not prohibitive. I think that the the SBA does get a bad rap on that respect from it's so cumbersome to do. It's really not. And you've got LSPs, which is what we are, right? A loan service provider that help and and make that heavy lift a little lighter for you. So let's pivot for one minute, talk about a different topic, and that's interest rates. And I, I wish we had somebody from our credit team on here because they would preach this. So a lot of properties were bought when interest rates, people were getting mortgages for three, three and a half percent. And now people are looking at, they're looking to purchase properties or they're looking to refinance these properties. And maybe the loan is seven, even eight percent. And it completely throws the calculations off for, can this, can these people pay back the loan on this property? What, what's your outlook on, on on, on how those how those higher rates are really impacting, and what do you tell credit unions on on what to do with those higher rates? Really digging into the profitability of, of real estate investments. Yes. So as the rates rise, your borrowing ability declines, right? Because you you only have so much, let's say, rental income, and you know you have to meet debt service requirements. We typically say one twenty five, one point two five percent. So as rates rise, you're, you're your ability to borrow 
is less on that property because collateral values haven't really skyrocketed. So understand that you're going to have to either come up with a little more money, right? You're, you're, so now we're going to see better LTVs, which is, which is fine. The other part of that becomes in the refinance market, which we're probably going to see later in 2024. Some of these loans that we've got on the books are going to start repricing. And those repricings, those new interest rates are going to jump quite a bit because a couple of years ago, we were making, you know, four or five years ago, we we're making loans at four three and three quarters, four and a half percent. Now, like you said, now it's seven, north of seven, eight percent. What are we going to do with them, right? So that's a bigger question, I think, for us going forward into 24. But we're also going to see the possibility of some rate reductions from the Fed that we have to factor in too. Yeah, I, I think one thing that credit unions have to be prepared for is that we, we have we have what I call one-way variable rates. When these loan rates go down this year, it's just going to be a flood of refinances. But when rates rise, you're stuck with them till they reprice in a few years in the normal amount of time. So a lot of people have really been taking some extra margin this year on looking at higher rates and it's helping the whole portfolio. But that's going to go away quickly. And those are going to be your first loans uh, running out the portfolio. And if you you kind of stick your feet in the ground and say, no, I'm not doing it. Well, then you're. I know what yield you'll get on the portfolio on that loan. It's zero. And you're going to have to redo it anyway. So yeah, yeah. It's a balancing act, right? Absolutely. So in our last few minutes here, let's, let's kind of hit up. Volumes are down. Times are a little bit tougher, but volumes are not zero. And, and there's still credit unions out they're lending and they're lending successfully. And I'll just kind of highlight what I see for people doing and then then I'll see what you think. And and I think the first piece that I see for the credit unions that are still working is planning. And when I say planning, it used to be you you told the lender they have a goal, whatever, here's your goal for the year, go do it. Where Whereas, and, and generally they could exceed that, they could blow through it. Any loan that they brought in, any size loan that they want, the credit union could generally fund it or you could participate it out. That's not the case today. So I really see the successful credit unions planning what they want how to maximize the funds that they have, communicating with the lenders so the lenders can communicate with the borrowers and really do things in an organized plan so so you're not creating ill will with your borrowers. It's not frustration internally among the different departments. Everybody's being on the same page. And and that's the first thing that I'm seeing for for who's doing well is they're planning much more in-depth and thorough than they ever have. What, what about you, the credit unions that you see that are really doing well? What, what are they doing differently than other people who are struggling? Yeah, I, I, you've hit on a good portion of it. it it's, it's having a good plan in place, understanding that we've struggled now for a year with liquidity. Let's, let's get together and figure out where we're going to lend, how we're going to lend, who we're going to lend to, right? A lot of people have retrenched. Come up with a, a good mix and know what you're doing. So the planning is important. Maintaining that credit quality, right? You're not going to bend because rates are up so people can borrow less. So you're not, you don't want to stretch your LTVs. You want to maintain them. And then the other part is shoring up your operations, right? Your back office operations, which we help with, but you guys, our credit union clients have, have people staffed up. 
You know, Jeff, it's kind of funny because every time you go to your IT department, you talk to somebody, you want you want to change it of a focus. They're like, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. That's a great point because this is the time for it. This is the time to change your procedures, change systems, invest in better systems because people can actually get it done now. Be proactive and not don't re, don't be reactive, right? You're going to have to be sometimes. Some things are going to catch you blindsided. So, but be ready for them. But really be proactive. Be looking through your, your your portfolio reports, checking your delinquencies, getting on top of them, and communicating. It, it always comes down to communicate better with your clients, your customers, your employees, and, and let everyone know what you're thinking and, and where you expect 2024 to go. And also be flexible to understand that things could change pretty quickly, as we well know in the last <laughs> four years here, and be ready to, to jump on board a change. Just be flexible. Yeah, Jeff. I, yeah, I really just think it comes down to managing your business day to day, week to week, month to month, instead of just reacting to the marketplace. And and it really causes a lot of frustration across the board. Really just that proactive planning, focusing everybody's activities on what you want to happen. So yeah, I owned a a, a couple, a store, a business, and I always used to tell everybody it's easy to manage when times are what good, but you really have to manage when times are rougher. And that's where we're in. You know, you've got to kind of, it's, you're not just sliding through. You've got to pay a little more attention to things. It's not much. you do. Absolutely. Well, we hit on some good points today. Hopefully, if there's, hopefully you people learn some, a couple different things. And if there's anything you'd like to talk with myself, Jeff, others at MBFS about, just message us. You can message us on LinkedIn or our website, mbfs.org. But really, we appreciate you listening and I hope you subscribe to us. We drop episodes every two weeks, usually on a Tuesday. And we, hopefully you can listen to this on your favorite audio platform while you're driving to work, you're at the gym, and, and in this time of the year, you're, maybe you're out there skiing. Heck, who the heck knows, or, or plowing your, uh, your, shoveling your sidewalk. So, well, I appreciate your time, Jeff. Always good having you on the show. And keep listening to us and subscribe on your favorite audio platform. Thanks a lot and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Credit Union Conversations podcast. Have a question? Visit markritter.com for more information.